0: Passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on Mike, and this is Drive Buy. Welcome,
1: welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. We. Mike's on Mike, This is Drive-By Wrestling. Mike. It's the weekend of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'm hoping to see it as long as I don't have a, you know, household of plagueness still going on. uh, As is the life of a man with three children, one who is uh, in public schools. And I know you kind of found this out a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We got some other stuff going on this weekend. And mm-hmm. I think we're gonna talk about some of it. Yeah. I will yeah. Ask, ask you first. When do you plan on seeing uh, the new Ant Man movie? Um.
2: Tomorrow is Unsanctioned Pro, which we're gonna get into later in the day, or later mm-hmm. in the show. So uh, it won't be tomorrow. I think uh, the little local theater here where I live is playing it at 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon. There you go. And I think that is when I will be sliding up to it. Uh, Reviews are saying that it's not quite as epic as people wanted it to be. Uh, That sounds like a you problem. You know what I mean? Dude, let's, yeah, let's
1: talk about this real quick
2: because. Because that's been the, that's been the, the you problem for the entirety of 2022's releases too. Uh, Doctor Strange wasn't as epic as I hoped. Whereas a Doctor Strange movie, it's not a fucking Avengers movie. what, oh, you, what and, do you think? Like, yeah, it's like everybody the wants thing. these movies to be Avengers level epic now. And they, everybody you know, wants them to be Endgame had, level epic. Yes, we've only had four movies that have been Avengers level epic, and guess what? They all have fucking Avengers in the title. Mhm. Mhm. Not even Civil War, which is technically Avengers 2.5 was even that epic. Right. They didn't leave Earth. Like, what are we doing here, man? Come on, just chill. Just enjoy these fucking movies. And then just today, like, they released the poster for the Marvels. And what are the fucking comments on that, man? Uh, Can't wait to not see this movie. Marvel go, go woke, go broke. Like, bro, just say you hate women. Right. Just say you hate women. (laughs) And, like, I'm going to say this. I think Carol Danvers fucking sucks as a character straight up. Like, and that's not just movies like in the movie. I like her more than the comics in the comics. She fucking sucks, man. She fucking sucks. She's a shitty fucking character. She fucking sucks. And she was good till about, I don't know, eight years ago when they performed character assassination on her in civil war Two. But she's a shitty character, man. But like, I'm still going to go watch this fucking movie. Monica Rambo's dope. Fucking uh Kamala Khan. How about this? I stated yep. on this show when her show came out. I don't even like this character. It's not that I don't like this character, but it's very hard for me, a 41-year-old white man, to identify with a 16-year-old Indian girl. Flat out. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Watch the show, and you know what? It was fucking dope. Like, yep. uh, so guys, let's maybe just chill the fuck on out. With Marvel. Like, y'all, like, just want everything to be. And I get it. I get phase four was fucking disjointed. But here, guess what? I saw an interview with Kevin Feige. Phase four wasn't even supposed to be called phase four. You know who called it phase four? Uh, We did. All you motherfuckers listening to me talk right now. (laughs) You're the ones that called it phase four. And so they just kind of were like, well, guess this is phase four now. This was supposed to be an intermission. Right. And y'all are pissed that the intermission isn't as good as the main acts. Like, what the fuck? Never have I ever been to a show that had an intermission. And I was like, this fucking intermission sucks. <laughs> but that's what you all do. That's what you all do. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing for any of you motherfuckers anymore. And it's sad. I,
1: I love the fact that as we record this on a friday um two days ago the uh, rotten tomatoes critics review for ant-man came out and it was like oh my god it's the second worst reviewed movie and only eternals has beaten it in the, in the mcu and blah 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 and this is gonna be terrible and disney's done and marvel's done and blah 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 it's had what I mean, a lot of midnight showings, but it's literally been out for, what, one showing nationwide since last night? Yeah. And the audience review score with that is 84 fucking percent. These critics, this is my two-pronged thing, okay? First of all, it starts with what you said. Everybody wants Endgame for every movie, and that's not... Endgame was Endgame because we had 10-plus years of storytelling beforehand. If every movie
3: is Endgame, then no movie is Endgame.
1: Right, like, we can't get to that again to say, I don't know, Avengers Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret War, right? Those won't be endgame level if we don't do this stuff first. And I I don't know why people kind of just gloss over that. If they're dumb, if they're just greedy, I don't know. But the other problem, I think there's a... No, I'm a little bit of a a, a guy who enjoys the conspiracy theory, Mike. I think there's a, like, anti... I don't even think it's a conspiracy, really, but I think there's an anti-comic like comic book movie sentiment among the quote-unquote elites of Hollywood, right? And I oh, think it starts yeah, with the it. critics, and I think there's definitely a hardcore, like, I don't care what, how good it is, say it sucks because we got to get them to stop making these movies. The problem is, they all say these movies suck, yet they all make tons of money, and in general, the good fans, the fans who aren't, you know, oh, I hate it because it's a woman, or I hate it because there was a gay scene, whatever. Like, enjoy the movies, and they talk, you know, talk about them. They make money, and it it it, it kills their narrative. I actually think connected to this, there's an anti-rock narrative in Hollywood right now too. Uh, <laughs> I have yet I to see Black Adam.
2: An rock narrative. I think what happened is. That everybody realized he's not quite the fucking commodity.
3: I that I think that's we fine. all yeah, no, let, hold on.
2: Let me let me let me finish. I'm not done. I think everybody kind of realized that he's not quite the commodity that maybe we all thought he was.
3: And two, um, I think that. I think that he really like, kind of overstepped. At Warner Brothers.
1: Well, see, it really that's part of like mine. He
2: came in, it really sounds like he came in and was like, "I'm now running the DC side of things, and this is what we're going to do." And, blah. and I think it just like, and then the movie return wasn't great, and I think it just rubbed people the wrong way. And again, see, I want to say, think, I, really do, I really do think that as moviegoers, we're starting to realize that he's just not the
1: commodity we thought he was. Here's where here's where I want to put my spin on that. I mean, he still makes tons of money. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. I think that the part you said about he overstepped. I see. I think that's a misnomer. I think that's what they're spinning. I think they simply don't like the fact that this man wants to have a little bit of control in what he does and gets his production company involved, and they don't like that. And I think they're starting to really not like it, and I think they're starting to push against it. But this is all hollywood conspiracy talk mike let's talk a little bit about wrestling we have elimination chamber this weekend um let's save that for the end if you're good with that and i want to start with a little bit of talk about aew and what's going on in that because we've kind of been brushing them to the side and the fact remains there's just been so much good stuff even when it's been a slow week happening on the other channel but I haven't even paid much attention. Like, what's going on with MJF? You had mentioned something about Daniel Bryan. Uh, let's speak on that, man.
3: So Daniel Bryan and MJF are currently feuding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have an Iron Man match for the AEW title.
1: Is that Revolution,
3: correct? Yeah. So here's the deal. As wrestling fans, none of us believe that MJF could beat Brian Danielson in an Iron Man match, right? Right. That's the narrative
2: we've been given on D- Brian Danielson since you know forever now. Like no one, no one can go toe to -to toe with him right that's like essentially the narrative he's the greatest wrestler in the world right Mm -hmm. um and mjf his narrative is that he's more of a talker very good in ring hand you know what i mean Mm -hmm. good wrestler and and like i'm not even saying like the dude puts on great matches right when you watch him but he's a, a shitty heel right Right. Um, they win by cheating. um right. So we've got this match now, where much like a steel cage match, it's not really. It's set for the the faces favor, right? Daniel Bryan's not going to win this fucking match, right?
1: Um. I mean, it's no offense to Daniel Bryan, Bryan Dings, and whatever you want to call him. I, I would hope yeah, Brian, not, for the simple fact he's that. Not gonna- it's been a long-ass journey MJ- for MJF, and he should keep this title yes, for a right. little bit.
2: Right? We haven't even started to scratch the surface of what an MJF
3: title run can look like. Um, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, I feel has found himself in the unfortunate spot of
2: being a much more talented murder hawk. Mm. Uh, Miro, also, we could throw in there.
3: New champion,
2: mm-hmm. right? Murder Hawk's going to get a shot. Miro's going to get a shot. Used to be Brian Cage got a shot, right? Uh, that has now become Brian Danielson, right? Now, when you're the champion, Brian Danielson gets a shot. And. Can we please fucking stop doing this? Can we please stop having the one of the three to five most talented professional wrestlers working today? Can we please stop having him do the Dolph Ziggler job? Please, like, I get that you want to have a viable fucking contender to fight for these better contenders make your champion look stronger. Okay, this cat is about to lose his fifth fucking title shot in like the last eight months.
3: What are we doing here, man? That
2: like you know that dude,
1: you know, I didn't even
3: think of it from that, you know.
2: This
1: point man is
3: supremely
2: talented. Supremely talented. And aside from Kenny Omega and maybe two or three other people, you've got no one on that fucking roster that can hold a candle to what he does in the ring. And you use him consistently just to be the guy to get your fucking champion over. And I get that you want him in a main event role. And I get that you've had all these guys that were like slated to be your champion since he's been here. But here's the thing. You want this motherfucker to be a main event guy or you don't. One or the other, right? But all you're doing by having him consistently lose every match is fucking damaging him. You're just damaging him. You're just damaging him. Daniel Bryan hasn't had a fucking title match in this company that I have believed he was going to win. How about that? Did anyone think that he was going to beat Hangman Page right before Hangman's big fucking title defense against uh, whoever that he lost it to? CM Punk? Fuck no. Mm -hmm. Fuck no. Mm -hmm. Did anyone think that he was going to beat Kenny Omega for the title twice while we were in the midst of the Hangman (laughs) Page-Kenny Omega story? No, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck, no. Did anyone think he was going to beat Moxley? Mox was the only one that was maybe even believable, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it, dude. He's got like they give him title shots specifically to get the champion over. Well, realistically, dude, he's like the best fucking wrestler on your roster. What are we doing? And not only is he like the best in-ring wrestler, this dude does amazing character work outside of it. He's willing to break himself. He's willing to bleed for you. He's willing to play any type of character. Remember the first month he was there and you didn't know day to day if he was a fucking heel or a face? Because he can do anything, anything. And instead, all you have him doing is being the, the new Lance Archer. Oh, got a new champion. Skip Danielson in there to fucking get him over and get the loss. We got to quit this shit, man. This has got to stop.
1: Oh, and. <clears throat> You can correct me if I'm wrong in saying that. Is it fair to say, like, he doesn't even have, like, just stop. If he's not going to win, stop putting him in title matches. Just stop, let him win some just good matches. Just stop putting him in title matches. Right. That's all you got to do, man. Just stop.
2: Like, bring Miro back. How about feuds. that? Yeah. How? Yes. How about bring fucking Miro back, maybe? If you need someone that's a viable contender to get MJF over. Bring Miro back. That dude ain't done nothing for over a year. Like, (laughs) you have a lot of options, especially now that they've got relationships with lots of things. Bro, like, there's so many options. So many fucking options that you could do for stories right now. And just,
3: we always, every champion, throw Brian Danielson at him. In a
1: match that you know he's not going to win. Yeah, no. And the, the problem is, again, like, there's some guys, okay, like, we've said time and time again, like, Seth, for example, he has periods where he's, like, clearly on a downslide and, like, not winning matches this that and the other, but it doesn't ever really hurt him. and. It's not to say that losing Hearst Daniel Bryan either, because I would put them in a similar category, right? But the problem is, when you're constantly using him this way, you're putting him in title matches that he never has a shot of winning. And it's not like a shot like he couldn't beat the guy, like a literal booking shot. You're not going to do this. We know you're not going to do this. It makes everything else he does look even less meaningful. hmm
2: Yep. Exactly, exactly. Because his narrative is that he just can't win the title, right? Right. Best wrestler in the world can't win a fucking title. And Uh, this is something that I find very, 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 very confusing.
1: Especially for someone who's a multi-time world champion.
2: Now, with that said, I can also very much see Daniel Bryan at this point in his life at 40 years old being like, hey, man, I don't need the fucking title. Let me help get these guys over. But with that said, you have a guy who could be a viable title like Holder, right? Like a place is rough if Daniel Bryan title. There's like – Daniel Bryan is one of the most unique wrestlers in the world because he could literally pin anybody for a title at any time and the place would fucking go nuts. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, right? Like, it really doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Sami Zayn could win that fucking title on Sunday, and on Monday, Daniel Bryan could show up and roll him up for it and take the fucking title, and people would lose their fucking minds. Yep. It doesn't matter, man. Like, he could win a title. Like, this dude could beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. And people would flip the fuck out, loving it. Like, he's that kind of talent. Instead, we're just like, nope, you're going to lose again and again and again and again and again. And I guess maybe I just want to see him stop losing title matches, man. He's better than that. He's Better than getting over your champion. Lots of people to get your champion over,
3: man. Fucking Chris Jericho is almost the perfect example of the guy who should be getting your champion over.
2: But, like, instead, we do the CM Punk. Would have been, like, the perfect guy to, like, get your champion over. Uh, well, you put a title on him. Yeah, but and you that, put the fucking title And that title. worked out well. Well, I, mean, I get what they were doing with that, man. We're going to put mm-hmm. the title on him so the MJF can take it from him. But... Yeah, I know, I know. Like, even then, man, like, it is still... Uh
3: uh hopefully he just stays gone forever.
1: <laughs> uh is there anything else on the on no, the other side is... that's sparking your interest right now?
3: Uh The return of Adam Cole has been nice. Um I
2: feel he's probably going to be the one that beats MJF for the title. Um I'll tell you, uh, a major annoyance is uh, the ass boys being AEW t- tag champions. But I get that. Like, you know, you got to have your heels in there as champions every now and again. I just don't like those guys. <laughs>
1: like, uh, uh, I had I a... Sorry, uh, I, I don't know if I want to call it an epiphany. It might be an epiphany. But I realized John Moxley... Would be a jobber if all his matches were first blood matches.
2: John Moxley is trying to get that fucking Bruiser Brody
3: forehead, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Or Abdullah the Butcher. Like, he just is fucking
2: nuts. Like, the dude just doesn't give a fuck. He walks to the ring and bleeds. Like... I know it's funny cause like when AEW first started. I remember we always used to be like, So this is this is what you left WWE for. As <laughs> it's like as time's gone on that move was supremely like the best possible choice for him, man. Cause like this is what he wants to do, dude. He's an indie guy, man. He fuck, dude, he just wrestled twenty minutes from my house. Like last thursday like like and i get it now like um now that i've kind of transitioned out of uh the big time of it all the Mm -hmm. mainstream into like the indie realm of it um i get it now i get it now i feel bad about a lot of the things that i used to say on this show about indie wrestling and deathmatch wrestling and john moxley in general because i i i I get it now um it's there's a there's a passion to it and i'm not saying that passion doesn't exist in wwe i just think it's a different kind of passion Mm -hmm. i think that it's a passion about I'm on top and I love this and I'm gonna work to become the best wrestler in the world, you know? Uh mm-hmm. that's the WWE passion. I think the indie passion is I fucking love wrestling. And I love the dirt and the grime of wrestling. I love that, as I've often said on this show, I love a counterculture version of pro wrestling. Pro wrestling at its core is counterculture. Always has been, right? WWE is no longer counterculture, right? It's not. It's not. It's mainstream culture, right? You see these motherfuckers supporting breast cancer. You see them on the Today Show. You see them on fucking uh, Strayhan or whatever. I don't know, man. But you know what I mean? Like, this you mainstream see Patrick stuff. You with a like,
1: title belt. It's a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. Yes, man. This is mainstream stuff. And I think that Moxley himself needed the counterculture part of it it was about making towns for him it was about all i think all the things that you work to get away from in wwe right i think that's the stuff that he loves about wrestling and as it turns out that's the shit that i loved about wrestling and i forgot about it and luckily i found it again because me and wrestling were about to be done Um and I think that that's just the difference between like him and Seth Rollins, right? Seth mm-hmm. Rollins always wanted to main event wrestlemania John Moxley always just wanted to make towns, and I think that's the difference and I think that moxley uh that's why uh he is kind of. Why I think that now, years later, looking back on it, like, it was the best thing he could have done was leave that company, man, because it's the making tales, the hot dogs and handshakes of it all. Granted, he doesn't have to fucking do any of that, and I'm sure he's not getting paid hot dogs and handshakes anymore, you know what I mean? But I think it's that (laughs) taking bumps on concrete floors and being in the crowd with 300 people and that personal connection That you can only get from an indie wrestling show I think that that's the stuff that's more important To him
1: Yeah I mean Yeah I I, I think you're right Um, Speaking Of indies We're going to take a break but before that You want to give a little Download on what's going on this weekend And what might be our Well is our first sponsored match Mike Big weekend
2: for me Unsanctioned pro is doing the damn thing this week. We are returning to the Valleydale Ballroom in Columbus, Ohio for Royal Flush 2. Royal Flush 1 happened last year. It was a great show. Royal Flush 2 is dope this year. We got the Audi taking on De Rancho uh, in a dope tag team match. Uh, The main event is going to be Hardcore Championship. Lord Crew, the Hardcore Champion, is defending against Bam Sullivan And Casanova, Valentine, these three guys are monsters, bruisers, all wrestle deathmatch. This is going to be a non-deathmatch show because it's Ohio. Fuck the Ohio Athletic Commission. Um, but this match is going to be a banger. It's going to be brutal. It's still going to be hardcore. You're still going to see a lot of weapons. Still going to see some beatings. This is going to be sponsored by uh, Trash Talk with Young Custodian. Young Custodian is a good friend of 740. He's third official member of 740. It's our dude Dom Fisher. He's a great dude. He's got a great podcast out there on all platforms. Check it out. But he's sponsoring that match. Uh, we're going to have John Wayne Murdoch versus Kevin Geese John Wayne Murdoch is... Uh, Arguably the top deathmatch wrestler in America right now, arguably. He has was the American deathmatch champion for a year and a half straight. In 2020, John Wayne Murdoch wrestled more matches, according to uh, Fightful, than any other pro wrestler in America, and the gap wasn't even fucking close, Right. Um, and he's taking on Kevin Giza, Kevin Giza's young up and comer coming out of Indiana. This dude puts on a great show. He's a fucking hell of a wrestler. Great match. I've seen him wrestle a uh, dozen times now. This is going to be a fucking banger sponsored by Seven Four O. Then and we're going to have Hoodfoot, Mo Atlas. Uh, according to Kings Road Wrestling this year's uh, 2022, he was ranked the number two deathmatch wrestler in the world. He's taking on Reed Bentley, a former American Deathmatch champion. I'm a big Reed Bentley fan. Uh, And that, that's us. That's Drive-By Wrestling Podcast (laughs) bringing you this one, guys. Um, And then on top of that, we're also going to have Charlie Tiger taking on Christian Robinson. Desmond Cole taking on Braden Lee, which is going to be a fucking strong style banger. And Jeffrey John, the self-professed king of the 614 Taking on Gnarls Garvin himself. So, we're going to have a real hell of a lineup. Let me tell you what, I know that this means nothing to you, Mike, and a lot of you guys listen to this, but as an indie fan, this card is a high key banger. Every one of these is going to be a fucking outstanding match. And I'm double in on it with sponsorships. Drive-by with our first one, 740 coming in. And a shout-out to my boy, Young Custodian. You guys are not going to want to miss this if you're in the Columbus, Ohio area. Tickets are still available. Very few. But if you want to watch it from the comfort of your own home, Unsanctioned Pro is making their debut on Fight Plus, and it's only $4.99 a month to watch Fight Plus. There you, you go. Get that. GCW, every GCW show lots of indies are jumping on board. So for only $4.99, you can watch this live at home and see
3: me act a fucking fool in the front row. That's always the plan, right? <laughs> That's always the plan is to act
2: a fucking fool, man. Let the wrestlers know you're having a good time, man. Cheer. Boo. It's a fucking fun time. That's the point, man. Enjoy yourself.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Let's take a break. We come back. We got another big show this weekend, and we're going to talk about it. Hang tight. We will be right back.
0: Breaking hearts and breaking kayfabe. It's the Mike's on Mike and the Drive By Wrestling podcast.
2: Done for me. Uh the real one appreciates you forever.
1: I don't I don't know if I'm confused or aroused or both right now.
2: I called in a favor, man. It's been a while, dude. It's been a while <laughs> oh, yeah. since we'd had appearance from the Zoe on here, man. It's funny, I was actually that, just bro, he wanted to come in and do a little <laughs> do a little song
1: for you. Uh I was actually just thinking about Mr. Renzo the other day. Uh thank you, sir, and thank you, Mike, for that. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, we're 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 creeping up there, aren't we, man? Yeah, yeah, we are, bud. <laughs> uh, but something else that's creeping up there is the days added to Roman Reigns's title reign that will be challenged this weekend at Elimination Chambers. He passes 900 days this past week. Uh, Bro, doesn't it seem like he just won these titles like at the beginning of 2022.
2: Doesn't that? Say something I swear to God, the it, it feels, like he, feels like he just, and granted, don't get me wrong, I legitimately checked out for about a year and a half of his title run, you know what I mean, because the defense the, the of it all, um, yeah. but I swear to God, it feels like he just came back and turned heel like the beginning of 2022.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, it's been, it's been something special This is uh, the last PLE before WrestleMania, so there's no uh, roadblock. Actually, there is, but it's an NXT roadblock, Mike. So there you go, using the name, taking it from the main roster, making it a Tuesday special uh, episode of NXT. So Triple H still doing the Lure's work, right? (laughs) Yep.
3: This is uh... (laughs) a... It's created out there.
1: As of right now, this is a five-match card. I, I don't imagine much will change with that because again, we got two elimination chamber matches, and they occupy some time and space when it comes to that. Uh, but let's talk about the card a little bit. Uh, the the two I don't want to say I, I don't want to say throwaway matches. This is a pretty good card, but probably the least. Um... I don't even want to say least intriguing. That's not fair either. But, I mean, Elimination Chamber matches rank, and the main event's just, you know, we're going to get to that. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Singles match, pride on the line. Uh, I like Cowboy Brock. I like Cowboy Brock. And I like the fact that Brock is now just wrestling matches, or wrestle matches, and there doesn't have to be a title involved. It's what we said for a long time. Um... I the rumor is, if you believe the word on the streets, is that they really are thinking about penciling in that Brock Lesnar Gunther match for WrestleMania, Like, So I don't know what that means for the outcome of this match, win or lose for Brock. Uh, I don't really care. I think I think if Bobby doesn't win, maybe we should do something to finally reform that hurt business like they've been teasing for a while. Get him, you know. They don't have to be healed. They can be a babyface faction. You know what I mean? We can do that if you don't want to turn uh, Bobby because he's yeah. doing decent work as a face. So let's do it. Uh, either way, should be an entertaining match. These guys are going to hit hard. Uh, probably won't be a long match uh, if Brock's no. matches are a sign of anything. And that's okay. Uh, I think they're doing good work on Raw with these two when they're making appearances together. And it should, it should be enough to get it out of the system of... Everyone, including both these men, they wanted to fight each other for so long, and I think it's gonna be fun. Um,
3: yeah, this should be a decent little match. I I
2: really like. I was watching Raw this week, and their segment came on, and it was when it was just Brock in the ring. Uh uh-huh. And he took the mic and started talking, and I was like, you know, I really like that we're finally at a point in this guy's career. Where he just like kind of speak for himself and right. be himself. Like we don't need any of this Paul Heyman. My name is Paul Heyman. Yeah, advocate for, you know, like and that was cool. I loved all that shit, man. Um but I like that we're just in a place where this dude can just wear like a sleeveless denim shirt and a cowboy hat and, and just a, speak for himself.
1: Make a depth to your shirt.
2: Yeah, like, Megadeth sucks, but it's like, it is what it is. Um, like, I, I like that he just, like, I'm sorry, I just fucking hate Dave Mustaine so much. And, and it's like, and it's like I hated <laughs> Dave Mustaine before I even knew that I was supposed to hate Dave Mustaine, you know what I mean? Like, I remember hearing Megadeth songs and being like, fuck this dude's voice. Is f- I fucking hate this dude's fucking voice so much. I find his voice, he has made one of the top five most off-putting singing voices I've ever heard in my fucking life. Um, (laughs) so I hated him right away because of that. And then I finally saw what he looked like and he looks like he pumped gas at at a gas station in like 1987. Like he looks like he smells like cigarettes and like diesel fuel. um, (laughs) So, like, I was like, yeah, this is all adding up. I fucking hate the way this dude's face looks. He looks a little fucking like ratty. And then, uh, and then I read some interviews because it was pre internet. Uh, I read some interviews and I was like, oh, this dude could smoke a pool forever. And then, uh, the internet happened and I saw some interviews and I was like, this dude. Is such a fucking bitch Like uh, So fuck Dave Mustaine And Megadeth forever uh, You tell him I said that uh, <laughs> I, I will
1: I will call him right after the show And let him know <laughs> but
2: Yes I very much really like That Brock Lesnar is just like uh, That the, we don't need all this extra bullshit anymore He's like at this point He'd just come out and just
1: be like I'm here <laughs> Like, And to be fair cool. It, it's always been stated that Brock's the one had always relied on paul like he felt like he couldn't do it without paul so it took him this long to get there yeah. but hey i'm enjoying every every second of it every second of it uh edge and beth phoenix taking on the judgment days finn balor and rhea Ripley. uh i want to talk about the amazing stuff that dominic and rhea do uh not only in the ring and like like you know, around the ring, backstage segments, but like the little what offs they do, where they're always fucking with the Mysterios. Um, I, I I go with what you say. I don't think Dom's very. He's a terrible luchador, I'll say that. Uh, but he's man, not a good wrestler. His character work has drastically improved, and this storyline slash character that he's doing now is possibly one of my favorite things to watch because it's it's like supposed to be serious but not one of them takes it seriously and it actually works and i just it's fun i like it it's one of those comedy things that actually works in pro wrestling like yeah
2: it's and it works because everyone's in on the joke
1: right exactly Everyone's
2: in on it and everyone is committed to selling the joke, right? Um, and it's the fact that it's only those four
3: mm-hmm.
2: that like that don't think it's a joke, like that's mm-hmm. what works, right? Right, they all yep. play it serious as fuck, but also like with a twinge of comedy to it,
1: like because I right? know
2: the things that he said are absurd, I did hard time. Like you know, it's absurd. Right? I
1: made wine in the prison toilet.
2: Right, but he's so fucking <laughs> serious about it, man. That it sells it, and everybody else is serious about it too. That's what's great. Is like there's if there mm-hmm. was one person in the group that didn't take it serious, the whole thing would just not work. Yeah. But we got four people that like take this very stupid thing seriously, and I think that's really what makes it work. I think a lot of the time in wrestling, part of the reason the comedy doesn't work is because like the wrestlers aren't committed to it right right dude it's like everybody it's like and it's not just those four it's the everybody they interact with also plays their part expertly by being like bro you were in fucking county for like a day like what are you talking right like
1: (laughs) they play the part of us they play the part of the audience like they get this is ridiculous yes exactly it's it's fun um I know that Beth has wanted to work with Rhea. When this ends, for a long I'm going to go back to hate. I'll say that. Yeah, when that's, when that's fair. This, that's fair. Don't, don't it, it, it's it. totally fair. Uh, Beth has wanted to work with Rhea for a while. I think. I mean, you kind of want to see Rhea get a win since she's the Women's Royal Rumble winner, but at the same time, if Edge pins Finn, uh, then. I mean. Do we get, uh, there's, there's talk of like a, a brood edge versus a demon Finn Balor, which we haven't seen the demon forever. I would not hate that at all. I would actually rather enjoy that. Uh, also, I, I don't even know who to what, pick with. Healed, this.
2: And, and shout this out a heel demon.
1: Right. With a purple right.
2: color scheme.
1: Yeah, that could be fun. Red. Right. That'd
2: purple,
1: fun, and black. Man. Yeah. Uh, Check this out. I don't know who I'm going to pick at all, and we don't really do predictions anymore. I mean, we'll talk some things here, but I I fully feel like this is where Rhea first gets hit by a man, right? Like Edge is totally spearing her, right? Probably.
3: And that I could actually
1: it. lead to the loss for Judgment Day, which actually wouldn't be terrible either. Uh, I think I think Rhea is finally going to get uh, hands on a man and get hands by a man put on her in this. I know they don't love to do it, and I understand why. I'm not, I, I, I get it. I don't have any problem. I know some people, like, love intergender wrestling. It's not my thing. Um, and I understand the, the imagery they don't want to pull up. That said, one of my favorite things about one of their most recent Royal Rumbles was when RKO out of nowhere to Nia Jax happened. And, you know, that was fantastic. So, I digress. I mean,
2: fuck, I have intergender matches on re- indie wrestling all the time.
1: Right.
3: So, I mean, it's a thing that could happen. Like, mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. 1,000%. <laughs> like oh,
3: unheard of, guys. 1,000%. <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, what? Okay. I think,
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's a toss-up, man. Because you're right. They probably don't want for you to
3: take the loss going into Mania, but you know,
1: could I, be I think,
3: for sure. Going to beat me? You couldn't even beat a chick
2: that retired ten years ago.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, the thing is, too, I don't think the outcome really matters, uh, especially if we're going to do one more with Finn and Edge, which again even if we don't get the demon, I think would be a great uh, singles match and, you know, WrestleMania worthy. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Um, the Elimination Chamber matches. For the men, we have the United States Championship on the line. Champion Austin Theory versus Seth freaking Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest of Judgment Day, and Montez Ford stepping out to get a little uh, singles push here. I don't know if it's going to be The end of Street Profits. I don't know why it would have to be. I hope that it's not because they're a great tag team. Um, But that said, uh, I don't think he's going to win. I think this is probably leaning towards. Okay, so let's put this on the table. I have been saying forever that Austin Theory is going to fight John Cena at WrestleMania, right? Like, he throws in a John Cena reference. Yeah, that's happening. Every week. Yeah, that's happening. So. I almost feel like do we do it for the U.S. title against John Cena just because that was kind of his title that he tried to bring to prominence at one point in time, or a couple points in time, actually, uh, or do we take the title off of theory and it's not going to be Seth because Seth is going to fight uh, Logan Paul. And that's <laughs> another thing that's clearly that's been setting us, up. Yeah. And, again, you don't need a title for that. Um Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Montez Ford. Like, these are all viable options, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a toss-up. Like, do we want to try to see if we can get a little bit of momentum behind Johnny Gargano? I mean, it's possible. Bronson Reed looks like the monster heel that we always kind of thought he could be, and he's getting some decent reactions from the crowd, especially with some of his bigger moves. And then again, Damien Priest, former U.S. champion in his own right, and Judgment Day is one of the hotter things on the shows right now. So I don't know. And then you throw in Montez Ford. He's kind of like the dark horse of this whole match just because he is a tag wrestler right now. But again, both those guys, I think Dawkins has improved tremendously. And both those guys, I think, could survive on their own at this point. So it's a very interesting match. I think it all hinges on what they want to do with Austin Theory, right? Like do we yeah. need do we need and I'm not even saying he needs to lose it in the elimination chamber. He doesn't have to. If it's not going to be him and Cena uh or if it's not if it's going to be him and Cena and they don't want the title involved, that doesn't mean he has to lose it Saturday. He could lose it, you know, on a raw leading up to it. From one of these guys challenging him in a singles match, right? So there's all kinds of possibilities. Um I think I'm gonna say they're still pushing theory, so he might win it just because. And then if you know if the Cena thing happens and they want the title involved, they'll get a, they'll get one of these guys to take it off of them. And maybe Cena will be the reason, you know? And that sets something even more interesting up. But it should be an entertaining match. Mike, you have any thoughts on it?
2: Uh, I think that there's a lot of options for what they could do with this match. So many options that I'm not going to think.
1: I'm just going to watch it. Exactly. Watch it and have fun. Uh, the women, mm-hmm. now, I have a clear cut one in this one. The women's elimination chamber match for the right to fight Bianca Belair at WrestleMania 39 for the Raw Women's Championship. Oscar versus Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia versus Carmella. There's only one correct choice here, and it's Oscar. And yeah. that is not oh, yeah. a slight to any woman in this match.
3: But. Of all these women
1: in this match, that's who it should be.
3: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I 100% agree. Um, I think Becky and Bailey gotta finish this shit
1: off at Mania. Yep, yep, and that's why. Like, did you yeah. did you see the booking of Raw with them and how that all played out? Yes. So I like that because it let it gave Bianca a match on Raw, it gave her something to do. It made her look strong you know, winning a triple threat, which with those two individuals involved and it lets the story of Becky and Bailey continue without any involvement from in the title picture, which is what we've kind of clamored for for a while. Like we should have women's matches that don't involve a title. It's just a personal feud. You know, they're like now keeping each other out of the title picture. And I like that. And let's continue it. Big name, big name
2: women's matches too not mm-hmm. not these fucking feuds that's wronged, well I guess that was for a title um, but like not these feuds that are like and, and no disrespect to anybody I'm about to name but like like if you replaced either of these women with Liv Morgan this isn't as big of a deal right and I like Liv Morgan quite a bit and I think she's very talented um, but she's not superstar level, I don't think, quite yet like they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you replace either one of these women with uh, Carmella. It doesn't work, right? Let's say Carmella right. versus Lit. Let's just even put those two together. It's even less, right? Um, right. This is exactly what like this division needs, as we've been talking mm-hmm. about. You need two of your biggest names to have a feud for not for a title, just for the sake of a fucking feud, right? Yep. These are the things that keep a division looking strong and good and keep people interested in it. It's the same problem that AEW suffer with the fact that like for like three years Britt Baker was the only entertaining storyline they had in their women's division. It didn't right. help that all the women there weren't that great, but it would have helped a lot more. <laughs> if they had interesting storylines going around, right? But now I think right. the division's way deeper, way deeper, and they do a lot more interesting stuff with it. Gotta get that TNT title off Jake Cargill, though. Um, but yeah, this is exactly what, and I not just WWE's women division, if you are starting a wrestling company, if you have a wrestling company that has a women's division, this is the shit you need to do with it. And I think, honestly, as much as we want to clown Impact, I think Impact has done it the best for like yeah. probably the last twenty years
1: of creating yep.
2: meaningful big name women's storylines and matches that didn't necessarily involve a title.
1: Yep. No, you're, you're spot on, man. You're totally spot on. Uh, yeah. But that said, Oscar, Aus- and then Oscar again. Like, we don't need Oscar in the title picture. She could be another big name woman in a feud, just a feud, but. She also hasn't been there for a while, and the new character, like, I'm all about it. I'm not saying she's going to win this and beat Bianca at WrestleMania, but if I can get her in a title match with this character against Bianca at WrestleMania, yeah, sign me up, man. Yep.
3: Yep. Uh, Uh, Is
2: a good WrestleMania for the women's side of things?
1: Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. All right, Mike, it's main event time. Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, undisputed, universal WWE championship in Montreal. The Usos have been ordered to stay home and watch because sometimes you see things on TV a little different than what you do live, according to The Wise Man. Uh, Brilliant, by the way. If you didn't see SmackDown, I just suggest you all go and watch it. At least the Sami Zayn and uh, Bloodline parts of it. From last week, of course, if you watch Elimination Chamber, they do a wonderful job of video packages to make you understand everything. That said, alright. I mean, the smartest the smartest answer ever is clearly Roman Reigns is going like, to win this match. Uh, I think the most common thought is, this is just me spitballing, that Jey Uso is going to show up and cost Sammy, the match, right? Like that makes the most sense. Uh, everything that transpired on Friday with Joe showing up late to help his brother defend the titles, and Sammy afterwards talking to him in the back, telling him he acknowledges him. Jay fist bumping, but like, yeah, get out of here with that kind of deal. Uh, that's the like pro wrestling 101 for me uh, for the booking. Uh, that. Is reportedly what was the plans online like that's come out that's oh that's what we've heard, blah blah blah. But then it's also been stated that like things have significantly changed since then. So I don't know what that means, if it's even true. You know how dirt sheets are. What are you thinking, Mike? Because while I like am still like 94% Romans winning this title, is there like is that still Am I still given too much of a chance that he doesn't, Mike? Or you think that the possibilities have swayed at all with the reactions that have been happening? Man, that
2: Cody Rhodes promo, sure did a good job of misdirecting everybody, didn't it?
1: I saw something stated online. I can't take credit for it. This is not my thought. And unfortunately, I you know scroll past so I can't give credit to who actually said it. It was just the statement that, Like, man, remember when WWE tried so hard to, like, bury the yes movement and bury the Daniel Bryan push, and now they're just out here flaunting this in front of us instead doing the exact opposite? Like, putting Cody and Sammy in the ring together, right? Like, the two guys, like, the guy who won and is, like, we're supposed to book there, and then the guy who now has the... Not that Cody doesn't, but the guy who organically has the side of the people, right? Like, and we're not hiding from it. We're just literally doing a promo about it.
3: Yeah. Um, it's just... <sighs> Look. If... In a perfect world, right? (sighs) In a perfect
2: world, we would be able to get all the nice things that we want. Okay? Right. Yep. We we all live in a perfect world. And uh, one of the nice things that that we want, that we're not going to get, is Sami Zayn winning this fucking title. Um... The fact of the matter is this is not the yes movement, okay
3: mm-hmm. it it's
2: not it, it it just it just astoundingly is not they're different in so many ways that I'm not even gonna take the time to list them right now, right because mm-hmm. they are just
3: so astoundingly different, man, um. The yes movement, and I'm not going to say that these both weren't organic things that happened on their own. Um, The problem, the difference is that the yes movement was more than just us supporting a wrestler. The Yes Movement were fans coming together to finally say, no, we've had enough. This is the fucking guy. We've been telling you for fucking months now
2: that this is the guy.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: We're done here. We're fucking done here. Punk is gone. This is all we have left is this fucking guy, right? And all our full 100% support is behind this fucking guy right now at this exact moment because we are done. The authority, it's not an on-screen thing. Us as fans, were fully aware at 2000, what, 14? Was that yeah. what it was? We were yeah. all aware... The authority was not just an on-screen thing. This was the reality of what was happening behind the scenes on this television show and was actively making our enjoyment of this show worse. It was making it hard to watch this show week to week, and it was us as fans coming together and saying, no, we're fucking done here. It's this guy. It is this fucking guy. This guy right here. I don't give a fuck about Randy Orton. I don't give a fuck about John Cena. And I sure as a fuck don't give a shit about Dave Bautista. This is our fucking guy. Quit trying to change the narrative for us. And we're not doing that this time, man. They're supporting the storyline. It is not the worst time in fucking WWE. This is the best time we've had in WWE since probably uh, since uh, the, the right? <laughs> right? Right? So... So this is completely different because we as fans, we aren't fed up. Now as fans, we're almost spoiled with a plethora of fucking riches and good storylines in wrestling across the board in all companies, right? Right, right. Um, This is just not the yes movement, man. It's just not. It's just not. And you know why it's not? Uh, did you hear how loud Cody got cheered when he came out?
1: Right, exactly.
2: That right there is why it's not the fucking yes movement. Because yep. Batista, he wasn't getting no fucking cheers. And he was a superstar that we loved and had not seen for fucking years and also was a movie star at this point. <laughs> and we booed him and we booed him because he wasn't Daniel Bryan. Anybody booing Cody Rhodes because he ain't Sami Zayn. Nobody booed right. Cody Rhodes when he came out at number 30 instead of Sami Zayn like fucking uh, Rey Mysterio had to hear. This is not the yes movement, man. I'm sorry. It's gonna end in heartbreak for you, but you're gonna love it. It's gonna be the best kind of heartbreak. It's gonna be a meaningful heartbreak in the story, man. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like when fucking Aunt May dies in No Way Home. God. No, I it's, I, it's gonna be meaningful to you because it's gonna move the story forward. Exactly. Right? I, I agree with you hundred percent. Man, it's probably gonna be Jay Uso because no one wants to see Jay Uso fucking turn on Sami Zayn. No one wants to see it. Not yep. a soul. Yep. Everybody loves what Jay Uso's been doing. So that leads me to believe that it's probably going to be Jay Uso showing up and turning on Sammy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be heartbreak, mm-hmm. but in the best way. It's going to be heartbreak, but in the best way, man. And it's going to suck because I really like this Jay Sammy thing. And I really think that there's legs to having Jay versus Jimmy for the tag team titles at mm-hmm. Mania or mm-hmm. Jay and Sammy versus Jimmy and Solo for the titles. At right. I think those are equally as valid man I really do I really mm-hmm. fucking do Or even like how man you could have Jimmy And Solo cost Sammy And fucking Jay shows up to help him And they both take the ass whooping right But yep. there's a lot of variables here But all those variables end With Sammy Zayn not walking out of Montreal As the fucking champion
1: I agree with you and again As i stated several several times I have confidence that Whatever they do is going to work just because it has. And the thing that really put it into perspective. Is uh, and I don't have the exact quote. But Cody essentially said. That Roman has made. Dethroning him. Almost the equivalent of. Breaking the WrestleMania streak. The Undertaker streak. And. I almost find that like a perfect example because you know you watch Taker the Mania Streak for what was it twenty one years, mm-hmm. and it was always it had gotten to be its own thing where who's going to beat it is it and they would line up opponents where you're like oh this guy could totally do it and they didn't. This guy could totally do it, and they didn't. And this guy could totally, to where you never thought it was actually going to happen. And that's what they've done with Roman. Like, no one's going to beat this dude. Sammy certainly isn't going to beat this dude, and that's no shade on Sammy, right? But right. Cody, that's- but Cody, but Cody, you know what I mean? And, and like, Cody's the right. Thing, man, is
2: just like you said, dude, this thing is taken on, this run has become mythic. And you're not yep. going to fucking end a them- title run the month before wrestlemania no you're not i yeah and that's the thing run anywhere but wrestlemania and you sure in the fuck aren't doing it the month before
1: no i agree and it's but i've seen
2: i know i'm about to piss off some old head wrestling fans but this shit is like on par with bruno okay yeah this shit is on par with bruno and i and i want to stress i understand that he hasn't held the title for 10 fucking years thank fuck Thank fuck. Can we say that? Right. Who the fuck wants to see one person be champion for 10 years? Especially when we have 14 fucking TV shows we got to watch a week with wrestling on it.
1: Exactly. Jesus. Exactly.
2: No, man. But 900 days in 2023? That is the yep. equivalent of 10 years in the 70s.
1: Yep. Adjust it for inflation, right?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. This is Bruno yep. mythic. And it's like, please understand. Please understand. And, and I get some of you are going to disagree with me. Mm, you're probably the same guys that think that fucking superstar Billy Graham doesn't say crazy shit. And that fucking uh, uh,
1: and that women should be managers, not wrestlers.
2: Yeah, and that, you know, everything Cornette says you agree with. Um, I know that's going to upset some of you guys, but here's the thing, man.
3: One day, how old's your oldest son, Mike? He's seven. He's seven, all right? He's seven
2: years old right now, man, right? And I know he loves wrestling. We talk about it on this Mm -hmm. show, man. He loves wrestling. He's seven fucking years old, right? When that kid's 35, he's going to be telling his kids about, I watched the 900-day run with my dad.
3: Yep. Like,
2: like he's going to be talking about this the same way you old heads talk about Bruno still. The same way that Charles Johnson still talks about Hulk Hogan, right? Yep. Um
3: because, just because you lived it doesn't mean that it was the best, right? Like, right? Just
2: because you watched it doesn't mean that nothing will ever be better than it, man, right? Like, like the attitude there and ruthless aggression. Uh, I thought would never be topped I'm currently living in what I consider to be A golden age of pro wrestling You know what I mean And it doesn't need uh, It doesn't need pasties over nipples And bra and panties matches And fucking uh, Old women getting power bombed And dwarves You know Mm -hmm. Um, So Guys Understand that like Everything is cyclical in wrestling man And that what we're watching today, well, it's not going to land with us because we're no longer watching it with those fucking nine and 10, 12 year old fucking eyeballs. Right. Right. But this is going to be legendary to Mike's kids. It's going to be legendary to your kids. It's going to be legendary to your grandkids. It's going to be legendary. People out there listening, man, your niece and nephew. Right. This is going to be legendary to them. Right. This is this is their rock Austin.
3: Yep. And like, let them fucking have it.
1: I think that sums it up as beautiful as it could be and does nothing more but cement the fact that I like Sam Zane, and I'm sorry, but <laughs> the story is just not his to have right Look, now. Look,
3: I'm going to tell you this, man. If this story had popped up organically three months earlier, two months earlier mm-hmm. this dude would have punched a
2: ticket to wrestlemania
3: mm-hmm. flat
2: out okay but but it didn't happen a month earlier
3: it didn't catch or a month or i'll
1: a even two say this earlier, right? or if god forbid you know cody had to be out you know to Summerslam, right yeah right there's a lot of variables
2: on this man but like to just it, this just ain't it for sammy right um this is going to do a lot for Sammy, though. Please understand, man, this shit elevated Sami Zayn. Elevated Oh, hell yeah. Of Sami, elevated him.
1: So I'll say this. Let me say this. That it this has now made Sami Zayn a viable contender for those titles. Just not right now.
3: Just not right now.
1: Just not right That's now.
3: That's the best way. Just not right now, man. Yeah. And And ultimately, Uh, ultimately, the Cody Rhodes story is more important to pro wrestling. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Let's. I'm with you, when man. Cody
2: came out on Raw the first night, said I want that title. We were all with it, and we've been yep. with it since that moment. Right. We had to yep. take a little detour. He got hurt, but man, let me tell you what the culminate. Because like, here's the deal. This isn't just the culmination of Cody's story, right? This is the culmination of Dusty's story, yeah. Like, of the Rhodes family, period. We are. Let me throw absolutely let me throw this yeah. out there. Well, hold on. Let me let me say this real fast. When Cody pins Roman at WrestleMania, the Dusty Rhodes story has officially come to a close.
1: Yep. Now it's got to be the Cody Rhodes story.
2: And it will move forward as the Cody story, but. Yep. Sammy Zayn, as much as we all love him, bro. This is the the the, the culmination of dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that, man. Few people yep. few people could. Let's be real. Few people yep. could beat that. Yep. Few yep. people um, have the love. Nick Hogan, if he was a pro wrestler, no, he couldn't. Nope. Charlotte's not going to. No. Nope. This is very specific. So yep. I'm sorry, Sam, but you're just not
1: a robes yep no i'm i'm with you a thousand percent with this mike and because i have to piss like a racehorse we're gonna wrap this up but i want to throw it out here uh so we can speculate i don't think it'll happen it's not even speculation but how great would it be like i said i don't think it's possible but how great would it be if when cody wins because he's going to uh, that Dustin could be there and ring to like hug him and celebrate. That'd be amazing. I hope they could make that work somehow.
3: I, uh,
2: I hope they could do that, but I have zero doubts that Dustin was going to be in that building. Oh, he'll be there. We might, I know that. We might not see that man on camera, yeah. but zero doubts that he's in that fucking building. And I tell yep. you what would he be even better is if he was at ringside for the hug and gave his brother the gold eagle.
1: Oh my god! Well,
2: dude, I, <sighs> dude, don't tease me, Cody. You said you were bringing it back.
1: You said you were doing <laughs> it, man. Don't fucking tease us, bro. Don't tease uh, us, man. Man, it would have look. I agree. that's my favorite belt of uh, all pro wrestling. I don't care. It is. Um, That said, like, it would 100%. And it just, I saw someone mention it, too, online. I think it was uh, Raja from PWI. Seeing Mahomes with that title, like, that's why that title looks that way, guys. Because you have to be able to see who that's from. It's, It's advertising. And, like, to be fair, I love the winged eagle. You can't see the WWE logo prominently. If they do it, it's almost going to have have to be maybe a reworked version. I could be wrong. Well, maybe he just brings it back. I don't do know. They do it like when he brought back the Intercontinental title.
2: They yeah. just tweaked it a little bit so that the logo was a little bit more prominent on it.
1: Yeah. Or, or you still have the Universal Championship. Yes. And that could be the one you send. So, I mean, that actually solves the problem. I'm a genius. Uh, Mike, is there anything else you want to say to these <laughs> fine, fine people?
2: Uh, no, nah, I mean, I think we've talked about everything. I think we've talked about everything.
1: I I, I mean, we lost stuff going on this weekend. I believe that Sasha wrestling in New Japan this weekend, too. I, I'm not sure. I think she is. So no, it's, it's a, a big weekend. weekend. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a big weekend for pro wrestling. You mean for it no, I mean sorry Mercedes uh, Monet. You... Yeah. No, London. I meant... I meant, It's I meant, I meant... I meant... Yeah, her. Uh, guys, enjoy it all. And I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week.
0: New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod and follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Near Fall Network. Until next time, bye.